my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So another adventure this week. This week, I'm recording this episode on my iPhone. So if you're listening to this live, that's why there is no music intro. There is not going to be a music outro um, because my computer crashed, y'all, and I had to decide... (laughs) Am I going to skip a week or am I going to do this guerrilla style? So I've decided to do this guerrilla style so I do not leave y'all hanging. So I'm recording this on Friday morning in hopes of getting this out to you still on a weekday before the next week happens. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coastal Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coastal Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coastal Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit costamaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So, yeah, fun times, <laughs> but I know it's going to be good. And actually, you know, I was thinking anyways, when I was um, planning on what I was going to record, for whatever reason, my first my first thoughts on what the episodes are going to be don't work out. Like when it comes to like me editing them and me actually talking about them, like I just feel like in my gut is not the right fit. And so that's also what happened with this week's um, episode. So I think I needed the extra time to figure out what would be 
the right topic to talk about. And so I think I got it, y'all. Um, and I and I'm and I'm hopeful it will be helpful to everybody listening today. So today's topic is five reasons why you need to heal in a group. Um, it's been on my mind for a minute, and actually, um, one of the episodes that I recently nixed was me talking about um, my experience in twelve step meetings. Um, twelve step meetings being meetings like Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous and Love Addicts Anonymous, and I've even um, visited um, um, adult children of alcoholics, even though my um, my caregivers um, did not struggle with. Um, uh, alcohol as an addiction, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of the tenets and the things that people talk about in these 12 step meetings can be shared between them. So I visited a lot of different groups. And so I planned an episode and I talked about it and it sounded janky. So I nixed it. But what I really wanted to communicate in that episode anyways, is how vital healing in a group is to your recovery as someone who is learning how to be vulnerable, learning how to open up, learning how to show up for yourselves, learning how to love people, learning how to let people love you. This is not a solo experience. So I want to get into that more today. So because this is guerrilla style, I'm going to try really hard (laughs) to not move around too much so that you don't hear any rustling and things like that because this iPhone actually is picking up sound in pretty good quality. I heard someone else's podcast who they recorded it on an iPhone and I was like, oh girl, that sounds better than your normal mic. And so I'm pretty sure that will be the experience today. But um, I'm going to try to make sure there's no extras in the background. So let me go ahead and pull out my notes and we're going to go ahead and jump in. So the first reason why you need a group to heal is because I already mentioned it in the intro is that healing disorders are healed in community. Now, I need you to just kind of think logically about this. If my problem is that I have a hard time opening up and being vulnerable to other people, you continuing to do work only by yourself is just reinforcing that fear that connecting to other people is scary, that people are going to leave me, that they are going to abandon me, that my pain and my feelings and who I am is too much is just going to reinforce the fact that you have to put on a mask. It's going to reinforce this belief that it's easier and better for you to handle it on your own um, and then come back, emerge as a phoenix rising from the dust. But here's the thing. Even if there are some components of the things that you are working to heal um, that you can work through individually with um, maybe with your therapist or maybe you find a really good motivator or even a coach or whatever it might be, you're still not learning how to relate to other people. You're still not learning how to talk to other people. You're still not learning how to show up as your full self with other people. So yes, you're nice and bright and shiny and new or it feels that way when it's just you alone in your room. But how does that hold up when it comes to talking with other people about what you've gone through? 
How does that hold up when it comes to telling the truth about how you feel? Do you not know how to do that when other people are around? Is it hard for you to tell who's a safe person and who's not a safe person, which is part of the reason why you don't open up? Because when you do decide to open up because you're feeling confident, because you're feeling like, well, I got this covered, the first people you pick are people who are toxic, people who don't know how to tell secrets, people who only listen to you long enough to wait until it's their turn to talk, right? So when it comes to doing this process, this attachment healing process, community has to be a part of it, y'all. It has to be part of your, however many steps you have in your plan, it has to be, okay, I have to learn how to be truthful and build friendships and have boundaries and also build openness. I think there's so much um, focus put in our healing process when we talk about recovering and building relationships, which is like, have boundaries, be clear with your limits, you know, which is all the language is all focused on um, protecting yourself, right? Because it's scary to be out there. It's scary to let people in. How about we focus on language that's about being open, being open to receiving? Can you make a goal that it is easier for me to let folks in, to let people see the real me, okay? So I'm going to stop there because I'm starting to repeat myself. But that's the first step. Healing this intimacy disorders are healed in community so that you can actually learn how to be intimate. Number two, the second reason why you need to heal in a group is because when you're healing in a group, is the safest place because you're all there for the same reason. So this is where I need to clarify. When I was talking about healing in a group, I wasn't talking about you pick your three best friends who may not be going through what you're going through um, and you just start opening up and they can't relate because they had an extremely different experience because maybe they are um, critical or judgmental in some ways. Maybe they just aren't ready to do the work. That's not the group I mean. I mean finding a therapy group. So maybe your therapist or there's a therapist in your community that has a support group around the issue that you want to heal. And you are not going because the idea of doing group therapy scares you, right? Um, The idea of having other strangers and people in the room who you don't know is frightening to you. And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say. And I don't really put my business out there like that. And I need to go back to the first point, which is healing community is part of the process. And the the second point is this is actually the safest place for you because everybody there is there for the same reason. So, um, the one of the stories that I wanted to share when I was talking about my 12-step experience is I remember, so 12-step meetings for Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous and Love Addicts Anonymous are held in the same way that meetings like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous are held. So you go into this room, it's your choice whether or not you say anything or not, which is a big misconception. You know, you watch these things on TV and you see people get called out to share and that's not what it is. You can go to a meeting, you can hide in the corner. Well, 
most of the times like you're kind of sitting in a circle, but you can sit there and no one's going to force you to share your story. No one's going to force you to say your name. No one, people are not going to sit there and stare at you. And if they do, it's a creepy meeting and you need to go. You need to stand up and say, put up the finger and go. Um, But I remember going to those meetings and sitting around and listening to people share um, their stories and, you know, when people, sometimes people share their personal stories. Sometimes people will read something inspirational and you take turns going around saying how you respond and how you feel about it. And, um, you know, you're listening and at least my experience, I'm listening. I'm like, oh, I can so relate to that. And that's me. And, you know, that's totally what I needed to hear. And I remember this only happened like one or two times. Maybe maybe my first or second time I was there, but I remember listening and being like, I want to share, but I, I'm afraid. You know, I was afraid of like not making it sound right or my voice shaking or, you know, this is a room of people who don't necessarily look like me, um, and I just felt uncomfortable. But here's here's where I had to get to, y'all. This is this is what put me over the edge. I was in so much pain. I was in so much of a need for things to be different. I was like, I don't care who's in this room. I need to heal. I need to get out my story. I need to share what I'm going through because I can't keep going through life like this. And I was just like, bump it. I'm sharing. So I started to share, y'all. I started to just... just um, what do you say? How, how do you say that? I just zoned out. Um, it's not zoned out because I didn't detach and dissociate, but um, I just muted out all the other people in the room and I shared what I needed to share. I, I, you know, listened to the stories and I said what was important to me. And y'all, that was the best thing I could have done for myself because it helped me it helped me get out and process the pain that I was feeling. It helped me learn how to speak out loud, um, the inspiration that I needed to say to myself. And it helped get rid of this big fear that I had that people were going to judge me. Because all of that stuff that I had in my head, the fears that were stopping me from talking and showing up were not real. Here's what happened when I actually started to share what I was feeling in a group. When I was sharing what I was feeling in this safe group of women who were all in the same place I was or had already been through the place that I that I was and were like better. And so they were sharing stories of motivation and inspiration and encouragement. Once I started to do that, I actually built better friendships with people. People could actually relate to me. So the, the the fear I had about people looking at me sideways or being like, oh, really? Like I would never. Or that is crazy. You are crazy. Or you were way too emotional. You were too sensitive. What I was met with is immediate validation. I was met with so many women saying, me too. And I felt that way. And it gets better. And I know how you feel. And the amount of healing that that gave me in the moment to know that I was not alone, to know that I was not broken, to be seen and loved exactly for where I was, there's no words for that, right? Like, 
I, I've said this before when I talked about it um, in previous versions of our free masterclass where I talk about the method that I use with our coaching program. But as much as I loved my therapist, as much as I um, have loved other you know, healers that I've worked with, the amount of immediate change and transformation and acceptance that I felt when I healed in a group and shared my story and people loved me back, y'all, that like shaved years off all of the fears and abandonment issues that I had within. The, the, secret, the secret belief that there was something wrong with me, that there um, wasn't hope, that I wasn't enough, that I was unlovable. Being in those rooms with those women in that safe place, just transformed that. And um, I only was able to get there once I made a decision that this is where it ends. You know, how was I at the time? I was 30. I was like, this is, this is where it ends. I am not continuing this next stage of my life doing this. So, so I shared. And so I want that for y'all as well. If there are any, any um, programs or locations that offer group therapy for whatever it is that you want to work on, if there are any group programs that are not necessarily group therapy, like the 12-step meetings I've talked about before, um, you can go ahead and research them in your area and Google and see what's there. Also, the Healing Circles, episode 55, I talk about healing circles and coming together in a community with women who also want to heal. Um, I've said already, already before that in April, I'm going to have a matchmaking event where I'm going to help match together women who want to build a healing circle, but you don't really know where to start. You join the directory, but you are afraid to reach out to other women or you did and no one responded to you. I'm going to put everybody together based on what you're wanting to work on. So that's an example, but all I'm saying is do not shy away from healing in groups. They are the perfect place to get better when you're with the right people who are all there for the right reasons, okay? Which relates to the third reason why it's really important for you to heal. In a group, you need people who get it, okay? You need friends who can help lead you through this process the other twenty uh, six days of the week and 23 hours that you are not in therapy or not in this group process, Right? Triggers and things happen throughout the day, right? I can't tell you how many times um, before I found my my group of women who were in program with me and who got it. There were so many times that I wanted to text my therapist because at that point, you know, I had already run through my friends, my really amazing friends. I've said this before. It is possible to have really amazing friends who. Um, are securely attached, who are loving and supportive, but that that instant connection, like, girl, yes, like, me too, um, I didn't have that there. And so I confided in my therapist, reached out to, reached out to him. He had been working, working with me with my codependency and all that other stuff, but there were so many times that I was just like, I just need to have you talk me off the ledge. Like I need someone to like tell me, okay, this is what 
this family member is asking me, what do I do? Or I really want to reach out to this ex or this ex has found me, what should I do? Or I really need to have this boundaries conversation with a coworker and I'm scared. Like what, whatever it was, I just needed support, but I didn't have access to it. And so once I had this group of women who got it and they struggle with intimacy disorders the exact same way that I did, they were also committed to recovery because here's something else that I've seen. Um, you know, when I'm working with, with women on getting better and we're running down their friends list and like who are possible people that they can have for support, it is not uncommon to see that birds of a feather flock together. So you might be struggling with having these out of control relationships and having boundaries with people who are unavailable, but all of your closest girlfriends are doing the same. You know, one person is in an actual abusive relationship. One person is going back and forth with the father of her child, and she's actually enjoying the dysfunctional cycle without any um, desire to stop. Um, You have another friend who just cuts off um, partners without giving them an explanation. And so she's perpetually alone, even though she doesn't want to be. And so you're scanning your friend group. And sorry if I'm calling anybody out. And you're like, girl, that's me. (laughs) If it's you, there, there is healing for you. It is not too late. I'm just going through examples. And that's another reason. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors why evidence that you're in the right place because these are all the things that you know happen when we need to get in our on our healing journey bus ladies i am so excited to share that for this podcast episode i've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection and for me this app has absolutely held true to their promise connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me 
Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Anyways, I'm helping with helping women go through their friends list and all of these women um, love her. But when it comes to giving her sound advice on how to get out of it, they really don't have it, right? At best, they're able to listen and hold space and validate that that's hard. And at worst, they're going to tell her to do something that is not going to work out in her favor and be opposite of um, being open and being healthy and choosing herself first, right? So having these women who got it, who were actually on this healing journey, who were applying tools to their life, who were saying no to themselves while also saying yes to things bigger to themselves. And I could watch them and walk with them through that was incredible, right? And so you need friends who are on this path with you. And where are you going to find these people? If you do not actively, intentionally get connected to a group of women who are doing the same, if you don't already have these women in your friends group, which here's a bonus tip that I didn't have on my list. If you have people in your friends group that you know are about personal development and healing and recovering from whatever it is that you're recovering from, and you haven't intentionally like reached out to make a connection with them about these issues, you need to. Watching them on the sidelines and saying, wow, you know, Maria, like I just love watching what she does and it just makes me feel better. But you're not telling her that you are going through the same thing and asking her for advice on how she's doing it and becoming accountability partners. You you got to take it out of your head and put it into action. Okay, you need to connect and heal in a group. Okay, I'm going to do these last two quickly because... The house is waking up (laughs) and people are about to start coming in here and you're going to hear all of the people in the background. So um, uh, the the fourth reason why you need to heal in a group is that um, this is so healing for your own trauma journey, okay? When you heal in a group and part of what healing in a group is, is telling your story, opening up asking for what you need, being open to what other people need as well, not being flooded and feeling drowned because you've picked healthy people who are not going to overwhelm you and drain you and ask you to parent them or mother them or be something more than what a healthy peer relationship is, right? So once you have these connections with these people, it heals that inner little girl part of yourself who... Um, may feel alone, 
Um, it helps heal that part of yourself that is afraid to use your voice. You start to build more confidence because you have now you have muscle memory of being in relationships with people who not only can hear what you need, but actually give it to you. When before, you may have been in relationships where the people did not do that. Or going back to those of us who like to do things by ourselves, we go and we and we get our healing and we get clear on what we want and we're like really certain and then we go out and we try it with other people. We try to say the boundaries. We try to be honest about what we want and we get shot down. We get shot down or we get ignored or we get taken advantage of um, and it's, it's just flabbergasting. It's like, I've done all this work. Why isn't it working out with me or working out for me? Well, it's part of what I said before. Like This is a multifaceted process that people have to be a part of from the start, y'all. Or if not from the start, once we're at a place where we're stable, as soon as we are able to, inviting other people to walk with us along the journey. We as humans are relational creatures. We are not meant to do this alone. Any of us who are alone, it is a result of unfortunate things that have happened in our life that are not fair, um, that have probably been really painful, but we are deserving of being in healthy, nurturing relationships. That's, That's the goal. But once I'm able, once I was able to show up for myself, that that part of me that was like, maybe I'm too much. She, that voice got a little bit less and a little bit smaller and a little bit smaller. And the voice that got bigger was, I can ask for what I want. Or actually, because I know what a healthy friendship is and when it comes to this part and because I know what a healthy relationship is, what you're giving to me is not it. So it's easier for me to leave, which leads to the last point. By healing in a group format, you it makes it easier for you to have healthy relationships in quote unquote real life. So let's say your experience is you join, you find a therapist that has a group support program um, and you attend and the people there are cool, but they're not necessarily your cup of tea, right? Like, like you, you build trust, you know, they're great at holding space, but you wouldn't really hang out with them on Friday nights. Same thing if you did a 12 step program, let's say even those of you who might join our recovery school coaching program, because it's only in a group format. I don't do one-on-ones because I really truly believe that healing happens in a group. And let's say you're like, um, like this is great, but you know, I'm not really going to connect with any of these women offline. You still having that experience of healing in groups and knowing what it's like to not be neglected or abandoned or judged is going to help you open up in your other relationships. Again, going back to what I said before, you have the muscle memory of showing up and sharing your story and seeing that it's not um, as scary as maybe your previous fears have made it because it was scary in these unhealthy relationships, but it's not scary when it's in the right containers, right? So because you just came from your group program and you were really honest with what you felt and you're off like on this high, 
um, because you had your group members like validate what you felt and you had your 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 therapist validate what you felt or you had me if you're working with me validate how you felt and you go back to your partner and they are not validating you like it is easier for you to say mm, no that is not what I was looking for this is actually what I need from you right and you're not going to um revert back to your old self. And also because you've been healing in a group and practicing healthy communication and learning how to show up for what you feel, you're not going to revert to being team petty and shooting slugs at people or shooting ultimatums or raging at them or using really unhealthy methods to try to get people to be there for you, right? Some of y'all are very clear on what you want and some of y'all are very clear on what you need, but the ways that you're communicating to people is only pushing them away, is only destroying the relationship more, is making people not want to give it to you because you're communicating from a place of pain instead of a place of wholeness, right? I can tell you the exact same request and desire, but if I'm doing it in a way that shames you and puts you down um, because I only know how to do it to, the only way I know how to do that is to make me feel like better than or one up or make me feel like I'm in power because I've had so many people take my power from me. So when I come and ask you for something, I'm going to make sure I'm doing it in a way that you know who's boss and you know I'm serious and you know that I'm not going to take anything less. Y'all, that's a lot of intensity. Like I'm not even really saying anything right now and you can feel it through the through the podcast probably. Like you probably be like, "Girl, chill. It it ain't it ain't even that serious, right?" So we need to learn how to do this in a 360 format. So Hopefully this podcast was helpful. Hopefully this inspires anybody who's been um, teetering on healing in a group to go and do so. If you have a therapist who's been like, I think you need to go to this group therapy program that I have or the support group that I have. And you're like, nah, sis, I'm busy, but you're really not busy. You need to go ahead, call her up and do it because she's telling you that for a reason. Um, it's, I'm, I'm, I know it's going to accelerate your process. Women who heal in group formats heal faster. Um, If you are wanting to build an accountability group with other women who want to heal from intimacy disorders, check out our Healing Circle event that's going to be happening in April, and I'll be talking about it once it gets closer to that. So there's that. Obviously, we have our group coaching program. Um, that also will be enrolling in March before the April event. Um, But we also have a retreat. Like we have one spot left. So shout out to everyone who's taken all of the spots. We have one spot left at the time I'm recording this. So, um, you know, that is going to be a small intimate format where I'm going to be like with y'all walking you through what you're wanting to heal, what you're wanting to work on to go from being love addicted to love of, um, uh, love balance, from love avoidance to love available and love deprived to love worthy. And that's, this is going to be healing in a group on steroids. Um, so would love to have you there. If you want to snag that last spot before it goes away, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash conference and sign up there. And the last thing, if you're like, um, I don't know about any of this, like I still just want to do this by myself, 
I mentioned two episodes ago. Um, I hate giving y'all too many things to do. So remember, this is all going to be in the show notes. I just want you to know what's available. You can just click through on the show notes and whatever it is that you heard me say that you're like, ah, that's what I want. Um, you just click on it and, um, you're able to sign up. But, um, for Valentine's day, we are, um, putting out, or I'm putting out my course called You Are Worthy, which is going to help you get to the roots of why you might feel unworthy and the things that you want to work on, how to heal that inner little girl that I was talking about um, that gets in the way of us showing up because we're so afraid of being hurt in the same ways that we were hurt before that we hide and we put up walls and we take on things that don't really belong to us. So I'm going to be helping y'all through that with a self-paced course that you can work through on your own time, have access to it forever. And I gave y'all a coupon, a code for $100 off um, for a limited time. So you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash worthy and then put in the coupon code worthy and get that $100 off. And then um, on Valentine's Day, you'll get a link with your your login so that you can go ahead and sign in and start that process on your own and do that solo dolo work because that is still part of the process. It still is important. I just want y'all to heal in community as well. So that is your that's your plan. Here, here here's my treatment plan for y'all. I know I'm not operating as a therapist anymore. So let me what's what's a better way to say that so <laughs> I don't get in trouble. Um here's my recovery plan for y'all. I want you to, if you, if you're able to, I want you to get you are worthy. Then I want you to sign up for the matchmaking event in April, where I'm going to match you with other women who are wanting to heal at the same time. And, um, and I'm also going to be hosting live healing circles and teaching live for those ladies who enroll and register with that. And then I want you to start meeting regularly with your healing circle and start building community and going through the workbook together. There's a workbook on Amazon that is built for you to heal in community. It is not a solo recovery book. I mean, I know some people are using it that way, but it's built to to help you build conversation and connection around the topics within the workbook. So that is my most immediate plan for you. And like I said before, anyone who registers for the conference, you get You Are Worthy for free. So don't even worry about that if that is you. But that that is the next steps I want you to take. So, okay, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully I'm able to upload this today so that y'all can get it. But I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And if you are listening to this in the future, I hope you have a great day, a great Wednesday, a great midnight hour. If you're listening to it, then Uh, we just know I'm sending you love. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.